Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the show's Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Charlton and Commissioner. Alongside with me today in the flesh, we are doing this live, is my co-host, Jared Fabian and co-commissioner. And we have a uh, the manager of the great Hambinos in the house, Max Zimmerman. What's going on, guys? Jared, I guess I'll throw it to you first, as uh, yesterday was a really rough day for you and the Mountaineers, as... Two of your preseason aces had some uh, some not so good news yesterday. What's going on, buddy? Degrom out for the season. Manoa option to Florida Complex. Both those guys uh, will be hitting free agency this week. That's tough for the Mountaineers. I did draft heavily um, with my pitching staff, but Luis Garcia already gone for the season. Nick Lodolo just transferred to the sixty day DL this weekend. Nestor Cortez just ruled out and placed on the 15-day DL. My pitching staff is depleted from the team I drafted. It is it's shallow waters out there, and and uh, you know I'm I'm barely swimming. I hear you, bud. It's uh it's been a rough go uh for the Mountaineers, but you still sit in sixth place right now. You're still in a playoff position. So I mean you've been weathering the storm pretty nicely, I I have to say. And you know, props to you for dealing with all these headwinds and and still uh you know have have your head above the water right now. We'll transition over to the Hambinos, who actually are in fourth place right now. Max, what's going on? What's going on, guys? It's uh it's a pleasure to be relevant again in this league. I took a couple of years in the basement and uh it's good to be back up in the in the top six here pretty consistently and uh, have the power ranking to back it up. So yeah, you've been uh, not you've been this has been the old Zim has returned. You've been uh, and I, I think this goes to show the and I texted you this the other day, Max, that the quality of your keeper is more important than the the round value that you're getting him in because you know Max, yeah, I, I know Judge just hit the IL today. But uh, you, you you kept him in the second round, and and that still looks like a, a solid keeper. Even Pete Alonso in the fourth round, and these guys, you're burning early round picks, but you know you're still getting you know top tier studs. So and Shane McClanahan is 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 a stud. So um, yeah, you got yourself a squad this year. It's uh it's been a good year so far, and uh, so today on the schedule we're kind of going to talk about our futures bets we made because jared max and i are uh our gamblers we go we go back and uh so we're going to talk a little bit about gambling then we're going to zone in on the vote of uh the innings pitched or quality start vote which obviously innings pitched one and uh how that has impacted the moves and how we manage our teams this year and we'll flow right into the move structure so that's kind of on the agenda i wanted to you know bring up our futures bets, because we kind of do this every single season, us three, actually, we have a group chat going on and we uh, every season prior to the, the season getting going, we we pick out some some teams that we like, teams that we don't like and and place some uh, season long future bets uh, over under win totals on the year. And um, I must say, I, I don't think I'm I, I don't I haven't tracked my record, but I don't think I'm that great at, at uh, betting on the season longs. But I will say it does give me plenty of entertainment. You know, it's a long season, six plus months, and it's nice to have teams to root for on a daily basis to to win or lose just to have that that gambling juice, that rush that I I need so badly. So um, let's start with uh, Max's um because you know Max is uh, he plays when it comes to stakes. Uh, Max plays in a bigger sandbox than me. 
he, uh, he, his unit size is definitely uh, more significant. And uh, Max, what was your first bet that you placed prior to the season starting this year? Uh, I've been a big White Sox guy uh, this year, this offseason. I don't know what it was, but I, I fell in love with the White Sox. And you can see that on my roster as well with uh, Giolito and Tim Anderson, even though Tim Anderson is 100% droppable. In this turning game. around, turning around. Doesn't have a home run, doesn't st- doesn't run any, doesn't run anymore. But my White Sox bet, I got the... Uh, I got a hefty wager on over 82 and a half. Uh, let's just call it five units. Um, and then I also have one unit on the on the White Sox to win the Central Division, which I'm I'm holding out hope because as we'll get to in a minute here, my other our other bets are not looking so hot, but I'm holding out hope that the White Sox are gonna get hot. Um the Central Division stinks, so and they're only four and a half back despite you know being seven eight games under 500 whatever they are so white Sox were my biggest play that was your first bet that was my first bet i got something to add about this white Sox bet zim goes away february break like he always does we tell him come back with a winner you know come back with one winner <laughs> he comes back like hours later and says i'm in on the white Sox." <laughs> <laughs> should have known right from the get-go to question that one so the White Sox are 62 games in. They sit at 27 and 35 record, and they're pacing 70 wins. Again, what was the over-under? 83 and a half. Oh, so 83 and a half. So they're pacing 70 wins right now. It doesn't look great, but honestly, it could turn around pretty quickly. So that's 82 and a half. 82 and a half. So so there you go. Uh, definitely not looking great there, but you know, Kopech is definitely a different guy that right now than he was when the season started. They, they got, uh, I, I would think the up arrow is, um, is next to the White Sox name here. So back Jalito, Lynn, Clevenger, yeah. you know, Clevenger. And, yeah. Hendricks came in yesterday. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So five units, that means five hundo guys. All right. So not cats to, out of the bag. Now. Cats out of the bag. Five hundo on the White Sox. He felt pretty confident on that one. Jared, Jared did you jump on in on him with that one or no? I'm exactly half units from what where Zim's <laughs> at on that one. All right. Well, that's still a hefty, uh, hefty wager in itself. So that was the big, and I, I unfortunately um, missed that part of the conversation. I was out on the White Sox. I, I, I would have been in because it just, you know, I wanted to be in with you guys. Uh, and just because we're gamblers, we go back and re- remind you that we, you know, we used to travel 45 minutes to Irving Casino to play, you know, poker and, and each other and, and take each other's money. And we used to gamble rock, paper, scissors for 20 bucks each. Like we're, we're throwing dice still, you know, we, we are gamblers at heart. Yeah. Another story time, just shout out back to you two boys driving back from uh turning stone. The, the one, the one morning, uh, just that night didn't sleep, didn't go well for me. Just remember, uh, needing some money to buy some breakfast that day. So appreciate you guys from, uh, for for saving my ass. That was a um that yeah, was a, not mentioning it in the at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> that was a historically not so good day for Jared and we all definitely remember that day pretty vividly. So, let's move on to our second bet. Uh our second bet what but I did not partake in this one. Uh Jared, you uh you targeted the Blue Jays. Uh what did you see in them? What was your bet? Explain it. Uh believe the over under on that one is 92 and a half. And uh, we took the under there. Right now, they're sitting about six games over 500. So uh, I think that one's going to be pretty close um, at the end of the year. You know, really tough division. I think that's what we were thinking 
when we bet the under um, to begin with, you know, with the Rays and the Yankees involved. And, um, you know, with Manoa now going down and really no bullpen depth, uh, I still think we have good odds there. I still like our bet there. Yeah, I was actually like, oh, they signed Chris Bassett. That guy stinks. They're going to go under, and then he's pitching amazing, and Manoa's the one who stinks. Uh Yeah, I mean, the the, team to figure out. Yeah, yeah, the Blue Jays are six games above 500, like Jared said. They're sitting at 34 and 28. They're pacing 89 wins under the 92 and a half over under total. So that one's looking good. Obviously, it can go either way. We we are still uh, just after the third uh, mark of the way through the season. So uh, still a lot of baseball to play. Let's just, I mean, bring up Char and I were in on the Nationals under like 88 or 89 and a half wins back in 2019, I think, when they mm-hmm. and they ended up winning the World Series. And they were a solid, like, 15 games under 500 at one point. So these bets are far from over. Yeah, and same thing with the Cardinals last year. We had the over, and they pulled off, like, 15-plus straight games in the second half. To, in September. Like, miraculously yeah. cover. September. Yep. I remember I've lost in the Angels the last two years, you know, not never betting them again either. Yeah, these, these season-long over-unders are tough. I mean, we bet on the over on the Braves uh, a couple years when ago. When they won the World Series. When the Braves won the World Series, but the, the over-under season-long lost. So we we bet on the Braves to win, I mean, over on the season-long wins, and um, they they it didn't cover, but they still won the World Series. So it's tough to really gauge uh, these these bets. But yet again, they are still entertaining, and that's why we do it. And now I want to ask Char this one because, you know, I'm not in this one and Zim and Char got in and, uh, you know, we got the Oakland Athletics, Uh, obviously a historically bad team so far this season. And I think you guys put a bet in on them, right? So, yeah. And, and I'm not that savvy of a gambler. I I'm pretty boring. I, I like to bet um, for the best teams and I like to bet against the worst teams. Uh, you know, recently in recent years past when the pirates were terrible, we always bet on the pirates under and I don't want to, you know, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, we were cashing on the, the shitty pirates. And, um, you know, I looked at the A's roster and I, I sent the the roster resource, uh, just the the whole roster over to the group chat. I was like, there's no way these guys are winning over 60 games this year. And uh, Max was pretty hesitant to uh, to bet against the A's at first. He asked a couple of people, got some feedback, did some due diligence himself. And uh, then he was on board with betting on the A's under. And Max, why don't you take it from here? Yeah, we, we came to the decision, bet the A's under and classic uh, Zim piss ass move. I go to make the bet. Two, one unit bet for each of us, 100 bucks for each of us, 200 total. And I click the over button and they ask you to confirm and I confirm. So. So there you have it. And then I text Char right away. Hey, I just bet the over. I'm an idiot. And if you bet the under immediately, then you're going to play twice the juice and right. you're not going to make any money back. So that was out of the question. So now we're on the A's over. Now we're on the A's over. And they have, I think at the time, 14 wins. Yeah, they won today. They're they're 14 and 50. They're pacing 33 wins. They're pacing 33 wins. They got to get over 60. So. Not looking good. And they beat your boy Mitch Keller yesterday on top. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Oh, for the A's. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. We're all, we're on a hot streak. We're on a so streak. <laughs> so the White Sox bet's not looking good. The Oakland Athletics bet's not looking good. The Blue Jays is 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 looking on the better side, but uh again, that's a still up in the air. And then the last bet we we want to talk about, Jared. I don't know if our you are in on this one. 
You are. Okay. So yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals, and this was what I actually suggested to the chat after um, right before the season started, because I wanted more action, right? When I was itching and um, Cardinals love their bullpen, Gallegos and Helsley, uh, their lineup is stacked starting pitching. I, I did have some faith in. So I, so again, we bet the over, I think it was 89 or 88, 88 and a half, 88 and a half over for the Cardinals. And it's just a, uh, they're a national like disgrace to get out of the uh, go right, right before this, another uh, division that's not good and there for the taking, but the Cardinals just cannot get out of their own way. So yeah, the, the Cardinals is a they're tough one. Place. They're in last place right now. Um, to be fair though, they won, they were a second half team and they, and they, I'm not out on that bet totally yet. We're just waiting for them to catch fire. Me either. They're, they're, um, they're, the over under was 88 and a half. We bet the over and they're pacing 65 wins right now. So, <laughs> right, well, their last 10, they're two and eight after winning nine of 10 games. So, very streaky team right now. Yeah. So, so not, doesn't look that great. Uh, you know, cover looking at those four bets that we cannot made. go on four here. Yeah. We can't go, like, not go on four. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, we'll do it every year and we'll next year we'll go four and oh if we go for oh and four this year. So the numbers game. Yeah. And we, we look forward to these podcasts because it keeps us honest, right? We're, uh, we're letting, uh, we're airing out our bets and, uh, you know, we're not making anything up. This is what it is. And we'll, we'll ride these out and see where, where that, where it falls. So. Um, moving off from the gambling front, one of the topics we want to talk about, which will uh, transition into the move structure, which is the main uh, main talking point we're going to chat about. But we had a vote this uh, this past off season, and this has been you know this is our 17th season as a as a league together, and uh, quality starts has been a mainstay as uh, you know one of the pitching categories. It's a six by six pitching six by six category league, and Quality starts has been a rock solid category in our league for, I want to say over a decade now. And a lot of the men, and I get it. It's not a perfect category. Uh, I understand that a lot of people over the years were, were wanting to vote on something else instead of quality starts. So we did, we put it to a vote and it was, the vote was innings pitched or quality starts. And even though I voted Four quality starts. I was on the losing side of that vote. Uh, the league overwhelming majority. We had two thirds of the league. Eight managers vote for innings pitched. So this is our first season with innings pitched as a category, and it's definitely changed how we kind of manage our teams. Four people that did not vote for innings pitched. I can look it up as uh, as you're talking, but yeah, how um how how's it been? I know we're we're halfway through the regular season right now. We're nine matchups complete with innings pitch so we don't have a full league of a uh, full year of experience with the, with the category but uh yeah max i'll throw it to you first what are your what are your thoughts on the new category i uh i've i i like it for my own team because it's easy it makes my job easier as a manager i do and, and but i think as for the league's sake speaking for the betterment of the league i think it's not good for the league because for that exact reason because it takes the skill out of it so to speak I can just stream a bunch of pitchers on Sunday and try to make up an innings pitch category. Granted, it's going to cost you some ratios, maybe, but then it's also going to balance out the strike. And moves. So, and moves and moves. So I get that. I, I do get that, but I, and this is the same argument I had with saves and holds versus saves. I just think it makes the manager's job 
easier. And that's anything that's making the manager's job easier is uh, not good for the league, I don't think. And it kind of separates the the good managers from the not good managers when we make the league more difficult and more skill-based. It just gives value to to everybody where the value was only on the people, the the pitchers who can go six, you Correct. know, and and uh, it kind of opens up the, the playing field, kind of like how we we voted to, yeah, add add holds into the league and, and have save saves plus holds as a category itself. Uh, Jared, do you have any, uh, any words, uh, any comments on um, innings pitch? Well, I think, you know, based on my team's performance, right, I'm my ERA and whip has been atrocious this year. So for me, innings pitched has been a category I've had to go after. I am a guy who's looking at spotties weekly just just because, I, again, I, I I need that category. So for my team, uh, for my team, it's actually made it's made a pretty big difference, which is why I'm sitting at 34 moves and counting, you know, more halfway through the season. So I've got 16 free moves to use uh, with eight plus weeks to go. So you like the rule? Uh, I am in favor of the rule change. Uh, yes. You were in, if you had to vote right now, I would still vote to change it. Yeah, quality starts. Quality I would start change. was a painful stat to to go after. Innings pitch has been a little bit more easy to swallow. What do you think about? Can you speak to my point that I brought up about making it easier to manage your team as opposed to? Trying to go find studs that throw go six and pitch quality starts. Yeah, I think uh, you've had and taken advantage of in the past. Yeah, and I think from from free agent perspective, like I'm I'm just looking at it differently. I'm not so when I look at it, I'm not so disgusted about who's available because I, I think a lot more of these guys have a chance to eat up innings as opposed to get a quality start. So, you know, I I'm in favor of the role for the from. For that reason. So yeah, it, it, it's impossible to talk about this this transition to innings pitch as a category without bringing up the move structure because all it, like last year or I mean all, for the last decade, you know, we were trying to pick up uh, a quality start, and if you picked up two, if you streamed two pitchers uh, on on a Saturday or Sunday, you'd be lucky to get one quality start out of the two, but. Now, if you pick up two streamers the, during the weekend, you can you're almost guaranteed at least eight innings pitched, right? So it's not uh, it's not going to be a complete waste because you're accumulating those innings. And um, I think that's why we actually have uh, we we want to talk about the move structure. So before we really dive into the the move structure, let me uh, just reiterate the the move structure. It is we get fifty free moves. Okay, every every manager gets fifty free moves. And then moves 51 through 60 are $5 each. And then moves 61 through 70 are 10 bucks each. So it definitely gets more expensive as you are over the, the free move cap uh, per se. So, and, and I actually sent out this stat to the group chat because we are halfway through the regular season. We don't have a full season of data to, to look at, but throughout the first nine matchups last year, there were 245 moves used. Throughout the first nine matchups this year, there's 335 moves used. So all in all, there's an extra 90 moves so far this year in throughout the same time frame. So all in all, moves are way up. They're gone. They've gone bonkers. They're up. Moves are up 27% as a league, and that has had a drastic impact. And um, as a result, I mean, obviously, more there's more streaming. It looks to be there's more people going to be over the the move cap. Uh, how how uh, do you guys? And I guess Max, I'll throw it to you first before uh, Jared gets his opinion in. 
What do you think of all this? Do we need to adjust? I know, as I always say, we're, we are an ever-evolving league, and we always tweak and add or adjust rules here and there every offseason. What do you think uh, we need to do moving forward uh, if innings pitch, as innings pitch is going to be staying in the league next year? Uh, I, I, I think, obviously, I think my point is no one. I made it known in the group chat. I think we should up the maximum moves of, of free moves, up, up the number of free moves for sure. Um, I think that you disagree with me as commissioner, but obviously there's more moves being made. I don't, I mean, this league's expensive enough as it is. I don't think we need to be, you know, everyone's, a lot of people are going to go over 50. I'm making a lot of moves and like a, a lot of people are in the same boat I am in. So I feel like five free move, five more free moves made. I would say 10, but five's a good. I mean, you're, 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 your comment or someone's comment got a lot of likes. So I, it's, it's not a unpopular opinion. A lot of people are with you. And as well, that was because I think the debt ceiling, I think it was the debt ceiling. People were laughing at the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Jared, what about you? What do you think? Well, so we've had two changes to the way we approach categories in the last couple of years. We had saves and holds combining Mm -hmm. together. We've had innings pitched, uh, or, or excuse me, quality starts going to innings pitch. So uh, both of those changes have had a significant impact on the way we manage. We use, we, yeah, we use those moves. I, I'm looking at the transaction counter right now, and you know we see a lot of relief pitchers being swapped out. Uh, you know, I used to bag on Franny for this, but I'm I'm guilty of it now too. I think we all are. What we're seeing happen is we're picking up the extra starter at the end of the week. And then you kind of have to fill that guy in and you're subbing him back in for a relief pitcher. And then it's, it's like a cycle. So I think the combination of both of those things have really increased, uh, increased, increased the moves. Moves are up 27%. That is a fact so the, far. The question was, what should do you we think do? We about? should increase the moves. Yeah, well, <laughs> what do you think we should do? Uh, do you think we should do anything? What do you think? Is, is there any reaction we should do to, uh, to the move structure? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, Last year, we only saw, what, one or two guys go over 50 moves? Yes. So, yeah, I, I do have that in front of me. Uh, on average, we have two to three managers that are over the 50 free move cap and have to pay. So every single season, we at least have two to three managers paying for moves. And on average, since I've been collecting the data, which is only about four seasons worth, uh, we average about $210 in move overages to the league. So, yeah, those are the stats for you, Jared. All right. With that being said, I wasn't prepared to move to move or make a change until this year. Um, and now I think that we'll see eight to 10 managers go over moves. And, uh, you know, that's that's enough to really make us evaluate and analyze uh, and analyze maybe making an increase because I am I am on board with making an increase. I think we should have more free moves. I, I don't necessarily want to continue to pay for additional moves in the regular season. I think maybe if it comes to the playoffs and I got like an extra, there's a less amount of teams and I've got more of an opportunity to maybe make a splash and get some of that money back. At that point, I would, I would like to maybe pay for moves, but when the regular season, I just want to have a move cap and be done with it. I really do. All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean that you guys make some good points and uh, I mean, it has to be addressed just because it's such a big difference uh, with, um, you know, the recent changes of, of switching to innings pitched. And and I, I do think uh, adding holds and saves 
um it makes a difference berg make a freaking move berg sitting there with eight moves on the season the lowest by far yeah real quick on that note there are only three managers that are pacing under the 50 move mark by the end of the regular season only three that would be berg uh drewby and zach sheldon i mean if if we had three guesses, I think those are the three guesses we're all gonna <laughs> But who who's the fourth lowest moves, Jared? How's Charles? That would be me. That would be me. And and I do have opinions on this, but I do wanna have I wanna point a couple things out before I give my opinions. And I am open to I'm not totally against uh not I'm I'm open to increasing the, the free moves. I am open to that. And if majority of the league wants more free moves, we definitely have to look at that a little closer. But before I get into what I think we should we should potentially look into, uh, I want to just bring us back to two different points. One being that these extra dollars that we are are spending these moves on aren't going back into the prize pool. They don't these these extra dollars don't go towards the the winner of the league or the winner of the regular season. They they get these dollars bought for moves, they get reinvested into the league. You know, need I, need I remind everybody that we did go on a league trip four years ago. We watched Vlad, Vladdy Jr. win a home run derby. We saw great all-star game the day after. We rented out an Airbnb. We were boozed up, got a lot of food. It was a great trip. And, um, you know, these $200 a, a year in moves, that goes that doesn't go towards the prize pool. That gets reinvested into the league. Okay, that's one point. The other point I want to say is we didn't have a move structure for the first, I don't know, seven, eight years we we were doing the show. And we had to put in a move structure because there was only one reason why we made the move structure was to limit the amount of streaming. Right. We don't we didn't want to be a league where you needed to stream in order to be competitive and win. So I do want to at least throw those things out there and make sure everybody understands that. And um, yeah, obviously innings pitch is, is making, um, making the moves up, but it, you know, it, I, I want to, the fir my first option of what I would like to potentially do is, is nothing. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that this warrants a uh, increase in free moves. I think, you know, if only two to three managers were up over the free move cap prior, if, if over half the league is, is now up over the cap, maybe that's the right structure. Maybe we should have, over half the league stressed about moves and because right now we're all a bunch of drunken sailors streaming pitchers and and just you know pushing the moves up so I, i'm not sure that the answer is just to wave our magic wand and and have another 10 free moves per team i uh, don't know if that is um i don't know if that's in the league's best interest uh the other option i would throw out there if if uh if you guys if everybody demanded a, a change in the move structure I would like to right now we can we have seven moves per week max. Okay, so in any given matchup, you have seven max moves per week. What if we lowered that from seven max? I don't know down to let's say just say four maximum. What if we only had four moves per week? I feel like that would put more more of pressure and would make us think a little bit more and put more value on each move. Instead of just, you know, maybe people wouldn't be dropping their prospect pick knowing they could just snag them uh, up, uh, you know, later in the week and spend an extra move on them. Maybe it would just it would make managers think a little bit more closer, uh, closely and, and just have a little bit more oomph on each move. So uh, and I did some math uh, and there so far we're nine matchups in there's 12 managers. That's one hundred and eight 
um, total matchups. And out of the 108 total matchups played, uh, 22 times managers went over four moves. So 22 times manager managers went five, six, or seven moves in their weeks. So that leaves almost 80% of the time managers don't go above four moves. So I don't think that would be a huge change in um in in the league and i think that would kind of solve the streaming because if we all we're on the same playing field why do we need to make it a uh, we have to be able to stream in order to be competitive i i don't know if uh i i don't i before waving our wands and just giving everybody more moves i really want to think of all the different options where we can uh where we can go with its direction i, I like where your head's at i think you you prevent uh you present a salient point but i guess the question is you don't like to, why don't you like streaming pitchers? I do like streaming pitchers. I, I, I just don't want, I know that there are managers in this league that aren't as active on the wire. And I love activity. I love activity regardless of whether it's in the chat, the group chat rather, or if it's on the, on the waiver wire, people making, ma- managing their team, picking up guys. So I'm for streaming. I just don't want you having to stream every week in order to be competitive, you know, and my I guess the counterpoint would be that's the nature of the format that we play. And that's why we have a move structure. So there could be consequences if you want to continue to do that. But if people don't want to do that. I then... would say lowering it to four is not a big deal. I do agree with you. Let me get that on record. But the nature of head-to-head leads to people wanting to pick up a lot of pitchers Saturday and Sunday. That's true. I mean, more so now that, than years past with quality starts. So. True. And and more volatility a team has, it kind of shows like the weaker they are. I mean, I'm up in moves, I'm down in the power rankings, I'm middle of the road in the in the standings. I mean, I'm barely holding on. If I wasn't making moves, I wouldn't I would be in the basement, right? So it depends on where your team's at. And I, I do want to point out that we talked a prospect draft is fairly new to this league as well. And now we're seeing a lot more prospect players uh that are being called up earlier. So we we are seeing some additional moves from from that. Well, people like you know dropping their prospect player Gosh, and and yeah. well, yeah. But if they just if they just rostered them, a lot of people. But if they if they just rostered those players and and they would have to spend one move to roster them instead of adding and dropping and adding and dropping because you know that prospect player is frozen. That that player is yours. You can drop them and add, and add them back later on with no. Uh, you know, consequence. So that, um, that's so all go over 50 and have a good trip next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does need to be addressed. And, I, and I'm glad we had this conversation just because, uh, we, we have to have some ideas out there and I do think we, it, it deserves a, a, a heavy discussion. Um, just because, you know, like I said, 27% increase in, uh, in moves this year is, is crazy. It, it's, um, you know, if you- last point on this, we got, I got stats up here for everybody. Hoffer easy and let's bash currently have had 13 players hit the IL that leads the league. So those two guys have reason to be making the most amount of moves. Injuries are up for sure. So yeah, that's all we got today on the podcast. Uh, I don't know if anybody else, what you guys want to check. Oh, I do have one thing, Max, since you, uh, you offered uh, to do this live at my house. Uh, that grill that I'm sitting behind, uh, you're gonna have to help me carry that down the stairs after after we record. So this guy's got baby books. He's got grills in the house. He's got a ladder out. There's some stuff happening out there. Oh, jeez, we're yeah, preparing. We, Max and I can carry that while you. No, I got it. I got it. Me and Max. Me and Max got it. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how is the shoulder? 
shoulders healing i mean i'm i'm two months post-surgery it's a six month long recovery road so i it still hurts every night sleeping it, it hurts and i still have like probably four to five more months of just grinding but i will be able to pick up my baby that's due in two months so i should be uh healthy enough to uh be able to hold the baby so that, that's good and you won't be sleeping as much so. and i won't be sleeping enough yeah so there you go how about jared jared's doing a month i know we talk a lot about my situation but you know, Jared's a month ahead of me. He's, uh, you know, he's gearing up to be a daddy. Uh, Jared, you, uh, the nerves kicking in yet? I know they are a little bit for me. Uh, we're holding strong every, every day we get a little bit closer and just going day by day. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to watch the evolution of a, of a woman's body. I'll say that, you know, it's amazing what they're doing. Um, so, you know, I, I, I didn't have as much for respect for the pregnancy process as I do now. Um, and and really excited about about starting a family so yeah it's it's an exciting time to be alive and if we need any aid or help we got mark with twins we got fitzsimmons with a baby we had weigel's got a couple right we got benny z, benny z. yeah the league's league's uh got more dads than that yeah right that you mentioned that earlier so there you have it guys thanks for tuning in we appreciate it uh please uh you know continue to listen to these uh we we definitely want more managers on and i kind of want to uh continue to pump these these episodes out hope you enjoy them and uh yeah we'll catch you on the next one